0: Good morning. Please turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. As we begin and as we continue our sermon series on the Lord's Supper, our focus this morning will be on the significance of remembering Jesus when we partake in the communion. So the big idea for this morning and for our message is that the Lord's Supper gives us the opportunity to remember and participate in the gospel. My desire for you this morning is to help you consider our Lord's intentions when he commanded his disciples to do this in remembrance of him. So if you are at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, we're gonna read verses 23 to 25. This morning I want to submit to you two questions for us to consider and answer. Question number one, what are we to remember through the bread and the cup? And number two, why should we remember through the bread and the cup? Those are the two questions that I want to focus on this morning. As we've heard over the last almost a month now, four weeks, the context of paul writing to the corinthians was for their benefit for the corinthians benefit who were not taking the lord's supper in a proper or worthy manner paul does not exhort them nor does he commend them but addresses their dishonoring behavior in how they treated each other and ultimately how they treated the lord so in our passage today paul reiterates what jesus our lord said and the instructions he gave that night in the upper room just before he would be handed over and led to the cross. Paul wants to bring the Corinthians back to home base because their meals did not reflect or proclaim the true intention and meaning of the meal as it was instituted by our Lord. So we read that during the Passover meal, Jesus took the bread and cup and he commands his disciples, as well as for us, who are part of God's family, to remember. So what are we to remember exactly? What are we to remember? Are we to recall some event or some fact that comes into our mind when we're taking the Lord's Supper? Should we just go through a quick mental exercise? Is Jesus an afterthought when you eat the bread and drink the wine? Our remembrance should not be some fleeting thought that goes through our minds when we are taking the Lord's Supper. For many people, This command to remember is interpreted as think briefly about how he suffered and died on the cross and conclude that we have remembered his death when the Lord commands us to remember he is appealing to all of us not as a a self-centered arrogant man but as a friend he tells his disciples to not forget Take the bread and drink the wine in order to remember so that you don't forget. Let me ask you a couple of questions. When you consider and remember his death, do you truly appreciate the significance of that that death and its consequences in your life? Are Are your affections stirred as you remember the one who so loved you that he gave his life for you? I think we in our, in our Western culture, in our, in our Western society, I, I don't think we truly appreciate the significance of why Jesus said it the way he did and the implications of the word remember. But the disciples and the early Christians living in the, time, in the Middle Eastern time did understand what he meant. I think there's a loss in translation because of our, of our lack of understanding, our lack of context. As one author helps us with this context, he says, in our Western intellectual heritage, remembering means recollecting, recalling to mind something that is no longer a present reality. Nothing could be further from a Jewish conception. For example, in the Jewish liturgy, both remembering means you are participating here and now in certain defining events both in the present and also in the future. Let me repeat that. Remembering means that you are participating here and now in certain defining events, both in the past and also in the future. If you caught that, for the people of Jesus' time, it was participating here and now which elicited an action or a response in remembering during the Passover. So let me give you a a modern day example of what this remembrance looks like for many of us. My wife and I just celebrated our wedding anniversary this past week, and I felt, as I was thinking about that uh, and reflecting on that, I thought this was a great example of how we, as couples, how married people participate in a certain event that has already happened when we remember our anniversary. Have you ever come across a man on the day of his wedding anniversary, he looks to you and says, yeah, today is my uh, anniversary, but you know what? I have other priorities. I'm going to go do whatever I need to do. And, you know, rather than spending time with my wife, I, got, I already have things planned. Have you ever heard of the man who says, well, you know what? She'll understand me. She'll still respect me. She'll know that, hey, at least I acknowledge that today is our wedding anniversary. And I think that's, that's, that's good that I'm at least acknowledging it. And I think she'll appreciate that. As Paul would say, God forbid, right? You would wonder if he really loves his wife, if he truly even knows his wife, if he acted in such a callous and and heartless way. And you wives, (laughs) I'm sure you would probably be thinking, oh, what a romantic. What a lovely man that I've married. How loving is he that at least he remembered and acknowledged that today is our anniversary. I think the wrath equal to the wrath of God Almighty himself would come upon this man. And it would be a miracle if he would survive that day. So when a couple celebrates their wedding anniversary, they're celebrating the here and now, that special day in the past, reliving the memory. And there's an active participation because of the importance of that day, right? So what does that look like? Well, for a wise and seasoned husband, who knows his wife, the wife would expect the husband to remember their anniversary, which involves flowers, a loving note, a romantic uh, date with a wonderful and expensive dinner, Uh, probably throwing a nice gift and some chocolate for some future grace, because I know we all need it, husbands, for Christians. When it says to remember, it means to appreciate the significance of Jesus' sacrifice and acting appropriately according to its value. Let me add something very important here for all of us to hear and consider. If you know nothing about Jesus, if you have no relationship with him, then, my friend, you cannot remember him. How you participate in the Lord's Supper depends on whether you know him or not. Many think of Jesus in different ways, in different terms. But how does he mean to you? What does he mean to you personally? For some, Jesus is a historical figure, a good teacher, a moral man. Let me remind you of who Jesus Christ is to a Christian, as written in our embassy st- statement of faith, to which you affirm. It says, God, the Son, is the image of the invisible God, <clears throat> the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature. All things have been created by the Son, through him and for him. The Father sent his eternal Son, Jesus, into the world as God incarnate, conceived of the Holy Spirit born of the virgin woman, tested in every way as we are, yet without sin, perfectly fulfilling the requirements of the law as the promised Messiah. Jesus became man and so was and continues to be God and man in two distinct natures and one person forever. He was obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross, He rose bodily from the dead after three days in the grave as the savior of all who believe. After making propitiation for sins, he ascended to heaven and sat down at the right hand of the Father. Jesus is the one mediator between God and humanity so that through him we have access by one spirit to the Father. He has been appointed by the Father as judge of the living and the dead. Dear friends, as you live by him, you must also learn to live in him and to live with him, to know him as a friend with whom you are very familiar. As a husband knows his wife and a wife her husband, we must know our Lord and Savior intimately if we are to remember him appropriately. So when we remember him, we're not only bringing into our minds, but more importantly, we are partaking or joining in to recall and remember the death on the cross. Charles Spurgeon beautifully explains what it means to remember. He says, when the Lord says, this do in remembrance of me, he gives us a memorial of his death, which plainly teaches us that the chief point of remembrance in our Lord Jesus is his death. He himself regarded his death as the very center, heart, and soul of what he would fix on our memories. Therefore, those who say that his example is everything or his teaching is everything do greatly err. For when we remember him, the first thing to be remembered is he hath redeemed us to God by his blood. Redeemer is the name to which our memories must most tenaciously cling his blood his redemption his atonement his substitutionary sacrifice are always to be kept to the front we preach Christ crucified and you believe in Christ crucified as for you if you would have comfort and joy and peace cling to the cross look steadily to be to the accepted sacrifice never get away from your lord jesus When you remember him, let his passions be the main thought which arises before you. I hope that you can see that every aspect of the New Testament and our new life in Christ begins with the sacrifice and death of Jesus because his death and our participation in his death is the key to our salvation. For us, when we remember, we participate in a way where it should convey with it an experience of being there in identification with the crucified Christ, who is also here with us in his presence, in his raised presence. Do you see how the Lord's Supper is not just a, a, more, a, a boring or like a mundane exercise, but it's, it is vibrant, it is powerful. It's joining in where we can reorient and recalibrate our hearts and lives according to what is being remembered. The elements of the bread and wine commemorate his broken body and his shed blood. And when we eat them, we affirm our faith and our fellowship with him. And so as you meditate on these truths, the result of our remembrance should invoke and reflect a heart of worship, rejoicing, giving thanks every time you remember and participate. This, dear friends, is what it means when we are to remember when we partake in the Lord's Supper. This brings us to our second point. Why should we remember? Why should we remember through the bread and the cup? When Pastor Nate started this sermon series on the Lord's Supper about a month ago, he explained the similarities or the continuity between the Old Testament and the New Testament in relation to the calling of Israel and the calling of the church. For us to appreciate why we should remember, I want to spend a little bit of time looking at how the events in the Old Testament are fulfilling God's promise to his people in the New Testament. I want to submit to you that the institution of the Lord's Supper fulfills the true meaning of the Passover. You remember that every year the people of Israel observed or celebrated the Jewish festival of Passover, and this was, of course, the last meal that the Israelites had before Moses led them out of Egypt, right? The first Passover was a a pivotal event in the Exodus and the formation of a nation chosen by God. After 400 years of slavery and bondage, Moses would lead the people towards the promised land. As the Egyptians were punished and the Israelites were freed. And f- from that first significant and miraculous event that took place for Israel, the Jewish people observed this meal every year to remember God's fulfillment of his promise, his deliverance from bondage to the promised land. Regarding the Passover, Paul this morning read for us in Exodus twelve fourteen. This day, the Lord says, this day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, as a statute forever, you shall keep it as a feast. So when the Jewish people gathered together to observe the Passover, it wasn't just a, hey, come on over, come over to my house this evening, we're going to have a nice meal together. We've got, we got a good spread, and bring your friends, we're just going to just hang out. It was nothing like that. The Jewish people not only sat down to eat a meal together during Passover, there was a a participation by the whole family, by the friends that they invited, so that they would never forget the mighty work of God. What did that look like? They they would reenact the preparation of fleeing from Egypt. During the time of Jesus, there would be an unblemished lamb that was sacrificed during the Passover. There would be foot washing and hand washing ceremonies or rituals. There were four ritual cups of wine that were used during the Passover to signify specific things. There would be bitter herbs that would be eaten. There would be singing and reciting of psalms. There would be recollection of the events of that first Passover and the Exodus journey. There would be prayers, and then there would be a meal. Do you see, it was there was just more than just hanging out, sitting down, and having a nice meal together. There was intentionality behind it. There was purpose behind it. For the Israelites, the Passover was the pinnacle, the apex of remembrance. It was their identity as a nation, a new relationship which God himself established with them as he delivered them. This was a sacred day for them. This was a memorial day for them. And so, as Jesus and his disciples are in the midst of celebrating Passover, Jesus took two of those elements and infused them with a new symbolic meaning as he was the fulfillment of everything that Passover stood for. Jesus institutes and adds a deeper meaning to the bread and the wine to mean himself and what he was about to do. This was a a game changer for the disciples and for all of us. From then on, whenever a Jewish believer or a Christian observed the Passover meal, they would think of the new meaning that Jesus would have have given it to, to the bread and the cup. As one author writes, when Christ said, do this in remembrance of me, he was saying, when you are most religious, remember me and let the highest act of your devout life be a thought turned to myself. During the Passover, Jesus commemorates and observes what God had done for the nation of Israel, while at the same time, Jesus reveals what God is doing and will do through him for his church. Jesus took the most solemn ritual of his nation, and he gently laid it aside and said, I am leading you to a greater deliverance that frees you from the chains and oppression of sin and Satan. And just as Israel would remember the blood of the lamb that was to cover the doorposts so that those inside the house would, be, would not face judgment, that they would be spared. And when you look at the history of Israel, this was the beginning of the laws and the repeated sacrifices that Israel would perform for the forgiveness and the atoning of their sins. Jesus was about to institute a new covenant where His one-time sacrifice would atone for the sins of all those who believe. It would be Jesus who would now cover our sins and spare us from the judgment by shedding his blood on the cross. This meal now had a more significant, a more deep, a more impactful meaning to say, as you remember the freedom from your physical slavery, now also remember my sacrifice that frees you from spiritual slavery. And in the hours to come after the Passover, Christ fulfilled that plan of redemption, right? That which his father had planned from before time, the greater deliverance for those who would have no way out of that bondage and slavery for sin. Jesus is the one who made a way. As we bring these truths to mind and apply them, the response of our heart in remembering Jesus should produce gratitude. Gratitude and a heart of worship. But sometimes though, when we take the communion, when we take the Lord's Supper, we tend to struggle to remember Jesus in this way. Sometimes when we come to the table, we par- when we participate, we remember our sins. Sometimes we remember our shame. Sometimes we remember our failures or even our rebellion. Going back to that marriage example that I told you earlier, husbands and wives, when you think of that day, what is your first thought? How do you think about that day? Do you think about how you didn't get enough sleep or how you were so tired that day? Or do you think about how did everyone have a really good time? Is even though we were all behind schedule, everything was just out of whack, but do you think about those little details? For me, I lost my wedding ring on my wedding day. And so I did not have a wedding ring when I got married. I don't think about that very often. I share it with you guys. But that's not important, right? But brothers and sisters, yes, we should examine ourselves. We should. It's important that we do that. But while we participate in the Lord's Supper, we should not be focused on ourselves or how good we are or how bad we are. It's about him. We are robbing our Lord of the glory and honor that, rightly, that he rightly deserves for, for what he did for us. <clears throat> so why should we remember? Because his body was broken, and his blood was shed for your sins, and to deliver you from the bondage of sin into a new life and a new creation because a greater than Moses has led his people out of the spiritual bondage and slavery from sin into a promised land of eternity. And just as we see how the observance of the memorial of the Passover by the Israelites marked the beginning of their deliverance and freedom from bondage, the church should remember, as it participates in the Lord's Supper, how that marks the beginning of salvation and freedom from sin for us, his church. Friends, when the next time you participate in the Lord's Supper, let us be careful not only to remember him, but why we should remember him. It is for his glory and for our good. In conclusion, my hope and prayer for you all this morning is that as you reflect and understand what we are to remember and why we are to remember, when you partake in the Lord's Supper, you would see the gospel displayed in all its beauty. Simon Kissmaker sums up our attitude and perception, what our attitudes and perceptions should be when we remember Jesus. He says, as you mature in your faith, when you partake of the holy elements, you begin to experience Christ's presence at the communion service. As the host, he invited me to be his guest at his table. As the mediator of a new covenant that God has made, he considered me a covenant partner. As the lamb of God slain at Golgotha, he cleansed me from my sins. As my brother and friend, he showed me how to live to God's glory and express my thankfulness to him. As a source of bliss, he filled me not with grief, or sadness for his death, but with joy and gladness. I hope you can see that when the believer remembers the Lord's Supper, they're actively participating here and now in the identification with our crucified Jesus Christ, our Lord, which should invoke and stir within us an affection as the gospel is recalled and reapplied. You know, last week, Pastor Phil told us that participating in the Lord's Supper proclaims the gospel message because our actions, when we take the Lord's Supper, highlights the message we are proclaiming. I would add this week that remembering the sacrifice and death of Jesus is the motivation we need, which then fuels our action so that we can proclaim the message of the gospel. What better way to apply the gospel every day as we preach it to ourselves than by remembering what our Lord and Savior Jesus did for us when we eat the bread and drink the cup during the Lord's Supper. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you. Oh, Father, we are so not worthy to even participate, to come before you And yet, you died for us. You sacrificed your life for us so that we may have access to God the Father, so that we may have a place at the table. Father, help us to remember. Help us as we participate. May it not just be a a mental exercise may not just be an afterthought but father may the significance and the importance of what you instituted before you went to the cross may that be a reminder a memorial for us every time we take the lord's supper lord may we proclaim to one another and to the world the gospel and what Christ has done for us. Father, we are humbled. We are thankful. Lord, give us a passion. Help us to be more in tune with you, Jesus. Help us to know you so that we can remember you. Lord, I thank you that we can remember you every time we take the lord's supper because we are <laughs> we are imperfect and finite creatures and we tend to forget oh father but in your great wisdom and in your great mercy you instituted this for us thank you father amen so now we get to participate as we remember our Lord and Savior as we take the Lord's Supper together. I want to read the fourth verse and the final chorus for the power of the cross, which I think really beautifully sums up, again, what our attitude should be when we approach the Lord's table. Oh, to see my name written in his wounds, For through your suffering I am free. Death is crushed to death, life is mine to live, one through your selfless love. This, the power of the cross, son of God slain for us. What a love, what a cost. We stand forgiven at the cross. I hope that those words will resonate as you meditate and as you think about our participation this morning. And I hope, dear friends, that you would know Jesus intimately so that you can remember him appropriately. Let us go back to the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord... But I also deliver to you that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me let us all do that together now In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's do that together.